Hi, my name is Paola Lazaro, and I play Angela Gomez on Obliterated, and this is Obliterated Companion. See, I was fading, but y'all woke me the fuck up. Welcome back to another episode of Obliterate Companion. I'm Peter. You guys, we finally got her. We finally got a time that uh, that worked for the both of us. We have Paula Lazaro uh, joining who plays Angela Gomez. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm enjoying life. Uh, thankful, staying thankful every day. So I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm good. So so um, I I fell off the walking dead after season seven you okay. know like yeah you know, i get that I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest like uh because i was covering season seven for a podcast because somebody else before me was like i'm good and so i covered it i'm like you guys this is starting to feel like a chore and so i passed it off and you know you wouldn't show up what, until what podcast was it if i may ask it's it's actually no longer I, I just started searching for it but it used to be called tv ate my brain and okay. and it's it's just a it, it was a network and so like we can cover what we wanted so i did like the um i found this out uh uh interviewing t terrence that he was on unsolved the uh, investigations of tupac and uh, biggie murder so i covered that show not knowing he wow. was also on that yeah we, we figured found that out while while talking but um uh that's where i started cobra kai and then when gotcha. I started getting like all the interviews i i created something separate cobra kai companion and that's when the companion name kind of started you know after uh, all of those other other coverages that i did right yeah but um i i couldn't even tell you what happened at the end of season seven but i just know that was the last of my coverage and yeah. and um watching some of uh, the princess moments last night I go i think i need to go back and watch uh, those four episodes <laughs> of season 10 and then oh, all of the 11 but, you know see we'll, we'll get into her um, oh yeah. So, so I, I like to go back and kind of learn learn uh, a little bit about you. You know, you were born in San Juan, which uh, mm -hmm. I, I think anybody that uh, follows you uh, knows that. Um, but what was it like growing up for you um, before you got into writing and and even acting? What was it like growing up uh, in elementary school, middle school? Um, I was always in trouble at school. Uh, definitely, I was I was a class clown. Um, so I just tried to make everybody laugh and, and I was just always acting up, uh, and I was a little poet, um, and really into music and stuff, but, but definitely like the, the title would be class clown. And I was in the principal's office a lot and in trouble at home a lot. So that was pretty much my, my take on, on elementary school. That's how I rocked that. <laughs> it, it's the only way to rock, but, um, Poet, right. where, where, where did that come from? Did somebody in the family uh, introduce um, that to you? Well, my uncle is uh, writes poetry. He's a professor, but but um, no, I think I got into poetry through salsa music um, hmm. from 1970s salsa music that my dad used to play. And I just there was this one particular song that told the story of a bullfighter that well, he's an orphan and he becomes this old woman uh, takes him in. And he becomes this great bullfighter. And it basically in one song tells the story of his whole life um, and up to his death. And I remember being mesmerized. It was my favorite song. I remember being mesmerized um, with the fact that you could tell a life story in such a small time frame. And, uh, and that's 
why I started getting into writing. Oh, I was uh, mesmerized by it for some yeah. reason. Is yeah. this the same uncle that gave you that tattoo? Oh, no. This is uh, his brother. His okay. baby brother gave me that tattoo. That That's another story that was in his house. And it was his third tattoo ever. So it's like... So, 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 so for, for those that don't know what that is, can you talk about yeah. the, uh, the Puerto oh, Rico? It's, right? it's Puerto Rico. I had this... Um, I think I was like 19 or something. And I had this like gory theory that like if somebody... <laughs> morbid it's out there it's out there but <laughs> it is you know no it's i had this theory that if somebody found my body like my dead body somewhere and i had no id on me that they would know to bring my body there you know that they would know to bury me there um and so i was like okay and then my uncle had just started tattooing so i went flew back to puerto rico for the summer and i was like oh i want you to tattoo me like this map of puerto rico he's like okay for exchange of a uh, for a pack of Marlboro Reds, and uh, he's like drinking a local beer and like um, and just tattooing me. It was his third tattoo ever, so it's a little a little busted, but I love it. You know. <laughs> do, you, do you have a like an X marks the spot like uh, anywhere specific or just no like, no no? It's just, just get me there. Pretty general, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty general. It's just like get me there. Yeah, that's awesome. Things, that, that's, things we do unique. at that age. I uh at 18 19 I got a big phoenix tattoo on my back all it's one part, color you know yeah and you know? my 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 firstborn his name is phoenix and Aww. so so I got a big phoenix on my back but I was also in the army when I got it done so you know it's like wow. you know I was 19 years old yep. actually I, I think I was 20 but anyway uh recently he's he's 23 now and um his son is 23 years old yeah how is this mathematically possible? I'm 40. So I was a teenage dad. I was, gotcha. Okay. I'm, I'm the, no, I'm the, I thought, <laughs> I'm the original 16 and pregnant. Were, I didn't even think you were 40. Oh, like, well, that's why you. I'm still like, yeah, yeah. what? <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's, 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 all the, so just, it's all the Asian food, you know, all the rice. Yes, yes. I mean, you look so great he, too. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. So he just turned uh, 23. He's going to be wow. turning 24 at the end of June. Wow. And and so the story is, uh, my name is Peter. I, I was named after Peter Parker. My dad was a big fan of the Spider-Man comics wow. in the 60s and 70s. And so my son just got a big Spider-Man tattoo on his back. Oh, that's awesome. So, and it's bigger than mine, too. I guess he's trying to go harder than dad, you know? That's right. <laughs> yeah. had, you, you have to. You have to go harder. You got to show, show up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, uh, poetry, where does that lead you? Because, um, you know, anybody that follows you kn knows this, I feel, but you, you're also a playwright, like, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, tell Hector, I miss him. Um, but yeah, yeah you, you've done some, some actual writing, not just like a uh, hobby. Yeah. So how did that lead you yeah. there? Um, well, I, um, when I was in high school, I started writing, I wrote this original comedy, like monologue piece that was like a 10 minute long um comedic piece about life about my life and i used to perform it and you know we did this competition that went all around puerto rico and um and i was like oh I, i'm really into this i can I, I dig this and so i wanted to study something that had to do with like acting and music and writing and all those things together in art and i was like okay maybe if i study you know writing tv stage and film I can incorporate all those things that I love. And so 
my dad started helping me. This was back in Puerto Rico, but looking for um, universities and stuff like that and programs. And we found this program at SUNY Purchase, which is the State University of New York. It's an art school, um, like a half hour from New York City. And it had this program called Dramatic Writing, which was writing TV, stage, and film. And I was like, okay, let's, let's apply. And we sent in, you know, I applied with that 10-minute piece that I had written. And I got in, and it was like a 20-student program. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's, let's get into this writing thing. And um, so I studied... And I graduated with that degree and then went on to study um, playwriting for master's at Columbia University in New York City. So, yeah, most of my time was spent writing and I, I wasn't going to act anymore. You know, I wasn't going to really get into that. It wasn't a thing. But then I met uh, the late Philip Seymour Hoffman's Philip Seymour Hoffman had this theater company, um, Rest in Peace had this theater company that still exists. It's called the Labyrinth Theater Company in New York. And uh, and they're like considered like the bad boys of theater in New York. And and somehow I got connected with them through um, one of these, uh, one of the writers who's an incredible Pulitzer Prize winning writer. And he became my mentor for writing. And the thing with uh, the lab, and you should read up on the lab. It's really an interesting interesting place um okay. the thing with lab is that it's ensemble based so basically if you come into that theater company and you're a writer they make you act or if you're a director they make you act or if you're a director they make you write you know it just they want you to play around and everything so you know what it feels like to be on the other side and so they would put me in readings and i was like it, readings doesn't like you know stand up on stage and read a script and act like one of the characters um and i was like no, yo, no. What are, what are we? No, I was like, I'm not doing I'm, I'm a writer. Like, I just want to be depressed by my computer. I don't want to like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was just like, and I was in, you know, in a dark place. And I was just like, no. And they're like, just get up there. And I was like, Fuck. I was like, fine. And so, and so I would do it and I would be so quiet. I'd be like, and then, you know, and I was really going to do whatever. And they just kept doing it. They just kept putting me up there and giving me notes and being like, yo, be louder. Like, that's not you. Like, we know you. Like, why are you acting like that? And um, they would just push me, push me, push me until I was like, fine. Okay. Is this character, this character is mad right now in this moment? Okay. I've seen mad. I've lived with mad. Oh, this character is sad. This character just lost like the most important thing in their lives. Okay. I've seen that. I've seen how that sounds. I've seen how that feels. I see. I've seen how that that sound of that whale vibrates through a room. Like I've seen, I've lived these things, so I can like grab from them and pull from them and bring them out. Um, and instead of using them to, you know, instead of using those uh, dark experiences to keep staying in my dark hole, I was like, oh, okay, I can start using them to get out of that dark hole. You know, I can start pulling from them to to slowly start crawling out of it and use them in, in an art form, you know? Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. I, I love it when um, um, actors can draw something from personal experiences yeah. uh, because not, not, not every uh, language is like translated, right. Uh, perfectly on, on paper. So yeah. it's, it's very much like, well, this is the words, but also um, I think that like good actors, they are able to take something and kind of make it their own and just seeing right. some of the few clips of you in various uh, things out there i'm like wow she very much like you you um 
blur the lines of like the different characters because when I kind of like discovered princess, I was like, Oh, okay. She's wielding a weapon just like Gomez. Let's see how different she is. Yeah. And there's an expression in the Cobra Kai world. It's a, it's a quote from Mr. Miyagi from the first credit kid movie, different, but same. Your characters are very different, but they have some similarities. But right. Right. Yeah. You, but you play them both so differently. So, um, so yeah, I love yeah. that. You know, because th- sometimes you 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 see like another project of somebody else is like, well, I can kind of see colors of that other person, but right, you know, it's kind of the same. But yeah, but you know, I, princess is princess was you know, princess was uh, I always say it was me when I was a kid. You know, when I was seven okay. years old and I was hyperactive and didn't know where to put my energy and and Gomez is is more me now. You know, um, and. Uh, but they're both tough characters, but, uh, you know, princess is excited and she's pumped and, and she loves life and she wants to meet new people, but she's also like, what, what did you say to me? Yeah. But she's like, Oh, I'm so sorry, man. Nah, I'm so sorry. I'm, I apologize. You know, she's, she's like, boom, boom, boom. You know, like those little balls that you get from, uh, the 25 cent when we were yeah. kids. Oh yeah. Yeah. The you know, like balls. you would bounce it and just go like, boom, 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 boom. That's princess. Okay. Gomez is more, um, Gomez more like, yeah, you know, just just, you just, know. just uh, um, uh, by the book, no nonsense. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, she's she's wild too, but like she's very, she's very like it's much more serious than, than it, yeah. princess. You know, what's what's the line like? Uh, you know, like she's got a target and she kind of goes for it, and that that's it, right? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, When you oh, have yeah. a target, on, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I don't want to miss. She's serious. Uh, yeah. The. So a lot of the clips I saw early on was kind of the introduction of Princess, and then it wasn't yeah. until like the the red carpet scene, or I don't know what episode or season oh, it was. Yeah. I, I saw that and the commentary for, for for like that sequence. I was like, oh, that sounds really interesting. That's why I was like, I, I feel like I gotta go watch that se- season eleven now. You know, because um, you're you're yeah. in all all those episodes. So yeah, yeah. Let's kind of get into a little bit of that, The Walking Dead. Now, um, I be- uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe in an interview you you mentioned that you also have ADHD. I do, I do very much. Yeah. So. <laughs> and so, you, did you kind of use that for Princess as well? Oh yeah, the- yeah. Because the character in the comic books, uh, you know, she talks about ADHD and mm. being hyper and um, depression and PTSD and all these things. So, you know, for me to be able to portray a character on on such a big scope show um, in terms of like the amount of people who saw that and who that was a part of their lives, that show, you know, for 11 years and big scope because of the the time that it, um, the duration of the show. Um, And to be able to speak about uh, mental health in that show was, I mean, it was a dream come true. It was awesome. And, and, um, to think that it um, might have initiated conversations in different households about those topics while they're watching the the episode, um, hopefully, you know, was for the for the good. You know, I don't know if I'm explaining myself correctly, but I think so. Um, it, yeah, it, it, I hope it, it initiated positive conversations around the topics that sometimes we're afraid to talk about. 
No, absolutely. I, I don't know if you um, heard my uh, interview with Kimmy, you know, and, and that kind of came up. My uh, 11-year-old son um, has ADHD and we're, it took us a while, but we found the right medication, something that doesn't keep him yeah. up, you know, late at night or, or suppresses his eating. And um, I think it was even, I, I feel like you had mentioned in the interview, like, you know, once you find that passion, like, you know, yep. you're, you know the, the focus and all that, he just discovered over the summer that he loves basketball. And we're like, yes, he yes, finally yes. get outside, get outside and enjoy life, you know, like get off the tablet. And it's, you know, he still has his moments at night when of he's course. on the tablets because like, you know, you can't be like, go play basketball until bedtime, <laughs> you know, but, no, uh, but, it, but, it's, but we do the same it. thing. Yeah, we we get on our phones and on our tablets and stuff like that and TV and um. But that's awesome. Does he watch like NBA games and stuff like that? He he likes highlight videos on YouTube because of the okay. attention span. But he did recently watch almost a full game with me. But that's because do you do you follow the NBA at all? I don't know. Yes, I do, sir. Okay, yes, so all right, so Portland Trailblazer fan here. Uh, so you know Wait, about how where what fan Portland Trailblazers. Trailblazers, okay. Trailblazers, yeah. And so, you know, Lillard just, you know, got traded to the Bucks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so so the game that he watched was Lillard's return to Portland. And wow. uh, highly televised and you know, everyone was talking about it, right? Like, what's it gonna be like? And then we had a we got the you know, a win, you know, we they, they beat him. And so he so he watched that because it, it meant a lot to the city. You know, Lillard's yeah, yeah. been here for so long and all that. Who's your team? Um, okay, so <laughs> I'm more of a like I'll fall in love with players, like with the way they okay. play and the way they um, behave in a game. Um, but because of the person that I'm seeing, uh, he's a Celtics fan through and through. Okay. So for the last, I mean, three years, I've been like following the Celtics and I, okay. I'm a big fan of Jason Tatum. I like Jason Tatum a lot. Um, yep. 2013 was he drafted? I feel. Um, that, that I don't right. know. He, I've seen some videos of when he was drafted, and he he was like a child. Yeah, he looked like a baby. I um, um I, uh, I feel when when he drafted, there was a lot of talk like he could be like like the the, the one out of that draft class that that goes goes big. And no, he, he's he's definitely one of uh, a favorite player of mine. That oh, I like he's to watch fantastic. Too. Yeah. He's fantastic, and. Uh, I mean that whole team, Persingis, like that team is is on fire. That team is on fire. I gotta, I gotta admit, I'm like we just we just got their backup big. Was it Robert Williams the third? Oh, you got like you got Williams. Yeah, but he got you injured. Like him? Well, he got oh. injured. He, he's out for the rest of the season. Oh god! And and in a podcast friend of mine is also a big Celtics fan, and so I was like, hey, what can you tell me? And he gave me some really good stuff. He goes, but if he can stay healthy. There was that big butt, and then we got it. Then we got the, the I don't know what happened to him, and, he, oh, and he's I'm out sorry. for the rest of the year already, early on. So we didn't even get to get to see him paired up with. Uh, we got uh, DeAndre Aiden from uh, wow. the Suns. So wow. it was going to be. I like the Suns too. Yeah, yeah. it's a good team. Yeah. I, uh, I like uh, Devin Booker. You know, he's a good player. Oh yeah, I like yeah, his game. Devin Booker. You know, yeah. Um, so The Walking Dead. I'm sure you you've. Um, I've uh, shared the story of how, how you got on all that stuff, but I'm curious, what was the fan reception for your character, a princess, so late into the season or late into the series right. run and then right. ultimately on the final season? What was that like? Um, well, you know, there are, I always think that there are like three characters 
um, on The Walking Dead that are larger than life. There, there's many characters that are larger than life. Um, but there's three that I think about, um, you know, there's many villains, there's whatever, there's three that I like to think about that are larger than life. And that's a King Ezekiel, the, the guy with the dreadlocks played by Carrie Payton and, uh, Negan played by Jeffrey D. Morgan and princess. Those three characters are, are a little bit out of the, they, they pop out of that world a little bit. Because a lot of the other characters are very serious, and they, you know, they do things like this. And, it's kind of like um, a bla- blast from Obliterator, right? Like he's just a little bit different. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Than everybody yeah. else, you know. And, and like, and like uh, Haggerty. Yeah, it's just yeah. Awesome. It's like these yeah. pops of like energy that come out. Um, and so when when you play a character that that is stepping outside the norm. There's always like people being like, you know, like, what is this? What is this? Why is this happening? You know, but the, but the people who knew the comic books, they were like, okay, I, she's coming. Like she's here. Um, and, uh, I gotta say like, most people were very receptive and very, very, um, supportive. And it was, it was one of the best experiences of my life. Like to this day, I still do comic cons and um, just have a blast with people. And because she's out, out of that world and she's larger than life. I think she resonated with a lot of people who feel like that feel outcasts in their own communities in their own lives and their own families, households. And, um, and also because she talks about mental health, I get a lot of people who openly talk about those things. And so you know, those experiences at Comic-Cons are really emotional and really beautiful. Oh, I bet. I bet. Um, yeah. I, I actually, I, I forgot to do this before we started recording, but hey, she'll get a shout out uh, on, on the recording. We have a mutual friend that, that I met through the obliterated fandom is uh, Fan Art Lindy. Oh, you met Lindy. Yeah. You met yeah, Lindy. So, oh, wow. So, so, so we follow awesome. each other. She shares. She's so supportive of what I do. And likewise, yeah. you know, I, I share all her work. Beautiful uh, uh, portraits of, of oh, yeah. characters. But uh, just she's found out. support. Th- yeah. yeah. Love. There you go. And um, she said she's met you. In Perth. Actually, she showed me a picture yeah. of you guys. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but also she doesn't live too far from where I stay. So hopefully one day her and I can meet up in person. Oh, that's awesome. You say you're in Portland? Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. nice. I've never been. Maybe I'll, maybe have, when you meet Linda, I'll go over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll have to sweep through. Like, uh, I, I know it's been a while since we had like a huge Walking Dead uh, thing going on. And I don't know, it was the last time, but the last one I attended where they had a lot of the cast members was um, uh, Stephen Yoon was here. You know, nice. uh, Glenn was still alive, you know, so. Oh, that mu- yeah. It, that that might be one of the big factors why I started falling off because the representation kind of dropped a little bit, you know, but then they picked back up a little bit after, you know, so that was well, It that was, was cool. so sad when, when his character passed, like. Yeah, it was a, a really <sighs> shocking death and he'd been there since day one, you know, the character. Yeah. And so, um, but terrible. yeah. Yeah, it's you know I'm just thinking about it right now, you know, and then, you, and then, then you're there with Negan, you know, who who did all that. <laughs> I know, I know, but Stephen Young, like you know, I've never met him in person, but uh, but I'm just so happy for him and his success. That's Steve. Yeah, yeah. You know, all, all I've heard about goals. him as a, I've heard that he's an amazing human being. So it's there's nothing better than when good people, good talented people, get good things happen in their lives. You know. 
absolutely. I'm really happy. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, and so, like, having been part of like the 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 final season, what was that like when it all kind of wrapped up? Um, it was definitely bittersweet. Definitely bittersweet because you know my character came in so late in the series, but you know I got I got some good time there. You know that last season was twenty four episodes, so um, that was like a year and a half of filming, and you know in the previous season, I was in like three the last three episodes, so it was a good chunk of time in my life, and uh, oh man, it was awesome. It was awesome. Definitely bittersweet. Uh, I keep looking over here because my mom, I, in my house, she did a little Walking Dead wall <laughs> and a little obliterated section. She's so sweet. Um, but it was it was really a beautiful experience. I got along with everybody. Um, that cast was so welcoming to me. I know you asked about what it feels like to come into a show so late in the game. I got to tell you, those people, they took me out to dinner the night before I shot for the first time just so I could feel comfortable. They made me feel at home. They were incredible. I'm very thankful to all of them. There must have been like some anxiety, right? Kind of coming in, uh, you yeah. know, a, a, a brand new character, an established fandom, people who love the graphic yeah. novels. It's like, right. you know, th they already have it in their mind how this character should be. You know, yeah. uh, uh, did you, what kind of pressure did you feel, if any, and how did you take care of that? I mean, I, I became so, I worked so hard on that audition, audition on the first one and on the second one. I did not leave my house for like two weeks working on it. I would just, I went to the grocery store, I bought, bought a bunch of food and I was like, I'm not leaving my house. <laughs> I would bring the sides into the bathroom and like put them in like a, you know, that glossy paper. How, you call, how do you call that? Like Mica? the cover sheets? Or Mika. Or? We call it Mika. Yeah, the, the cover sheets. Okay. And it's like plastic like this. Oh, you can't mm -hmm. really see. Yeah, I um, see it. I would put them in there and bring them into into the bathtub and uh, shower with it, like stuck to the wall with the water, like just like that. Um, people would call me and be like, yo, let's go out. I'd be like, nope, not interested. I'd be like, what are you doing? I was like, uh, I'm working on this character. And so I worked so hard on that that, Yes, of course, I was nervous a little bit, but it was, I was nervous. But when you're that prepared and when you've really put so much work into something, nobody can take that from you. Right. You know, nobody can say, oh, you didn't work hard enough for it. Nope. Sorry. You know, you can't even say that to yourself. Oh, I should have worked harder. Nope. Nope. I did. I, I busted my butt working on this. So, yes, of course, there's nervousness and, um, certain amount of anxiety but no I was ready and and uh and I knew that I knew the character I was going to play you know um you know I read the comics I was like this is she's big and she's she's hardcore and uh and I, I know how to be that you know and so yeah I was scared but at the same time I was like let's go and the people who read the comics um I was so nervous to like meet them after, you know, and be like, after the, the character came out, I was like, and they were like, you did it so much justice. They were like, nobody else could have done it. And I'm like, oh, that's all I wanted to hear is that the people who knew the character were like, we're good. You're good. You yeah. Know? I was so thankful for that. 
Yeah, and you know, and I'm not gonna pretend uh, like I I watched seven seasons, you know, and so like right. I I have a you know like a, I feel like I had a good pulse on it back then, but after that, nothing. So I don't want to, you know, I feel my opinions are I I don't want any of the the, the deadheads or whatever to to come after me, but. <laughs> I got a no, um, you know, a small sample size of a princess, right? But I definitely yeah. want to go uh, go watch your uh, season ten episodes and then all of season eleven. Just you know, why Thank not? At, at, at this point, but, but what I want to get at is like I, I kind of want to know how do you? I, I guess you kind of revealed it, like tapping into the voice of of princess because I feel she's so familiar in a sense, like 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 she's lived in. You know, like like you weren't even yeah. acting because if you told me that. Uh, uh, you know, Paula plays Gomez and a different actress played Princess. I'd believe you. That's how far apart. You know what <laughs> I mean? Awesome. Like, 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 like Princess awesome. was really Princess. Like, I, I saw no like Paula playing a different character. So, how were you able to tap that in? Was it just just more drawing your own experience? Because you said you locked up yourself in a house for two weeks to get that yeah. down. Which was funny because the character hasn't seen any living people for a year when she right. comes out when she meets everybody, which was. Also funny because the character came out on April fifth, twenty twenty, in the middle of or twenty 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 one. It came out in the middle of COVID. So, so, so we had yeah, we were all then. feeling we were all feeling that we hadn't seen people in a while. So mm -hmm. um sorry, there's my ADHD. What was the question? <laughs> uh just just the, the like kind of I guess the process of like uh, finding her voice. You know, how, how um, did you nail Princess just because she's so specific? I think I just tapped into seven-year-old me. And, and then with Gomez, I was just tapping into more Paola nowadays, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just um, Princess, she has like a certain cadence, you know, like she, it, 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 like it, I, I know all the clips were like specific to Princess, but right. um, just like it, it, all all the dialogues, like I'm just like, kind of just tuning in. You know, what's she gonna say next? What's she gonna do next? How's she gonna react next? Oh yeah, she's wild. You know, yeah, yeah. He just keeps <laughs> yeah, so. you on on your toes, and then with time, she like starts settling into herself, and once she finds a community and love and all that stuff, she starts like being like, oh, I don't have to do this, I don't have to do that. But she's always gonna be like. A little out there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, uh, we we talked about it. Obliterated. Uh, let's talk about that. Um, so, how did that come across your your lap? Did, um, did 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 somebody find you, or was somebody like, "Hey, you should you should audition for this"? Um, obliterated. I was in the. I was in Washington doing a production of one of my plays. Um, it's called "There's Always the Hudson," a play that I wrote that I was acting in, also. Um, and I was in the middle of that and I got a couple of auditions for different things. And then I got this one for Gomez and I was like, Oh, this is fun. I was like, let me, let me, let me sink my teeth into this. And nothing. I, I sent in the self tape and then I got a call back and then I got a call back with the guys, the boys. Um, and, uh, and then, te you know, like the regular process, it wasn't like anybody specifically called me up and was like, oh, hey, you'd be great for this. It was just the, the regular process of of working your butt off for something. Mm -hmm. And and uh, and then meeting the guys was just awesome there. I mean, I'm sure you you know them. 
they're, they're all right. They're okay. Yeah. They're, they're, I love them. They're <laughs> yeah, awesome. No, I, I do. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, they crack me up, man. Great I have people a different... to collaborate with. They're, they're, they're all great. And yes, collaboration, like everybody talks about, right? Like Christine yeah. talked about collaborating with them and Shelly and all of that. But yeah, my relationship with each and one of them is, is all very different. Like, uh, like <laughs> I feel like John's kind of like my brother because I talk to him the most. You know, He's a sweetheart. Uh, yeah. And Hayden is like like the stepbrother that like, like gives you <laughs> shit, you know? Yeah. And um, when he, uh, I visited the Cobra Kai set in 2019 and, and he got the short straw, right? So he had to give me the tour. And uh, I, at one point, I, I don't remember how we got to it, but I asked him a, a, a question and, and it was about like calling him something. He's like, oh, they, um, they call me top dog. <laughs> oh, you know, oh. so, 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 so he's, he's, he's out here like, you know, making things up and, and yeah, uh, he's no, like, so he he's, likes to speak in quotes, you know, they're all um, jokesters. They're all yeah. jokesters. Yeah. yeah and, awesome. and, and Josh, like I met him once. So, so John, I met twice. Hayden, I met like three times in person, but, but Josh, like I, like every time I was going to meet the other two, he was never around one for one reason or another. And so he's the third time, sweetheart. He's great. And uh, yeah. I finally met him at Paley Fest. And the joke was like, he didn't even exist. Like he's probably AI or something, you know? <laughs> so, 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 so there's this video of me and them at Paley Fest and Josh walks up. He's like, hi, I'm Josh Shield. I'm like, oh, you're real. You know, so that's, that's what that's I about. love Paley Fest. I, we did it last year for walking. Was it last year for walking Dead for the finale? Probably, was it last probably. year? I, I've <laughs> lost all track of time because of COVID. Um, they, they, I love I, I feel, Paley Fest. I, I feel like they got rid of two days and made all the days longer, you know, during Ooh. COVID, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, <laughs> like, who knows what year we're Five in. days a week, 30 hours a day now. Uh, but Paley Fest, it's, 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 it's really it's cool. Awesome. And, and like, it's a very intimate setting with the, with the fans. It, it was my first time back in 2022. So maybe, we were, no, I was there 2020. I don't know. 2022. I think I was there for Walking Dead. Could have been the same Maybe. week. I, I was there. Yeah. The, oh, so here's my point of reference. I was there the week after one actor slapped another actor on stage. <laughs> oh, I was there I literally one week after. Yeah. <laughs> okay. On stage at the Oscars? Um, was it the Oscars? Wait, was there two slaps? Was Will, there two Will, slaps? Will Smith? We'll yeah, that was there. the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's the executive producer on Cobra Kai, so I was trying to. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, oh, was I thought it was Cobra Kai. I guess it was the Oscars. Probably. I think it was. I think it was. Um, we don't know. Anyway, time. <laughs> who knows what year anything is anymore? Yeah, <clears throat> but but Gomez. So tell me, um, like, what do you remember about like uh, the scenes that you had to remember for your self tapes? What do I remember about the scenes? Was it um, was it like uh, Gomez and Maya uh, in the desert? Desert. That, or, that, um, one of the second. That was for one of the second or third auditions. But the first audition was um, us in the <laughs> us in the helicopter. You and um, Trunk, or Gomez and Trunk? Yes. Nice. Me and Trunk with the potato <laughs> chips. Um, Paul screaming at us. <laughs> Jesus like the Christ, dad. I will yeah. land this thing. Yeah. Um, and me being like, Can y'all stop bickering? Y'all are like an old married couple. It was is that and uh the other scene, one of the other scenes was um 
when I see the bridesmaid for the first time. And I go right. Alpha Sierra Sierra six o'clock pillow princess in the crosshairs. That's the, the, was, I love that talk. I think they needed more of that from Gomez. Just a little acronyms here and there. It was fun. It was fun. But that was um, one of the first scenes that I auditioned with. And then the Maya stuff. But not necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Maya. Yeah. When she starts crying and <laughs> and me fighting with, uh, uh, with um, Winters about her sending me with Maya. You know, I'm being like, why am I carrying dead weight and all that stuff? And um, yeah, man, good times, good times. Thinking about it, it sounds like it. Um, now, uh, what was what was it like uh, kind of working with Christ, uh, Christine on episode uh, two at uh, Big Willie's? Um, Christine was, you know, that I've never done that um, in any show <laughs> ever, so I was pretty terrified, and she knew that, and. Um, Christine, for those who don't know, is our in, was our intimacy coordinator, um, an intimacy choreographer, and she was just fantastic. She just made you feel very, very safe, very comfortable, um, and also like pumped you up, which was like the most shocking thing because, like, you know, you would think that intimacy coordinator they're very like, and she was very by the book, you know, like this is what you do, this is what you do not do, and we don't accept this behavior and da da da. da. But she also, once she knew that, that you were by the book also, she knew what to say to make you feel comfortable and, and pump you up at the same time and silly stuff, you know, to like, she knew exactly what you needed to hear in those moments. You know, I'm not going to repeat those things, but, uh, but she knew exactly what Paola needed to hear in that moment to be like, okay, we can do another take. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, but yeah. it was terrifying. That, that was terrifying. And Josh... I'm so thankful for, you know, Josh was the director of that episode mm. and he is such a, I mean, those three guys, they are so respectful and, you know, you never, I've never felt in any way, shape or form uncomfortable around them. And, you know, I'm so thankful for that. They are, they are complete gentlemen and complete professionals and also awesome people. So very thankful for them. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, I, I, I too thank them. You know, if it wasn't for Cobra Kai, I probably would have wouldn't have covered Obliterated. And you know, I've been right, so right. thankful to you know for all of you guys to give me your time and, and hear the stories. Um, uh, for, for anybody that's wondering, oh, you know, a little tangent here. Uh, but Christine McHugh, intimacy coordinator, uh, that that was a previous interview. So if anybody wants a very educational and informative and important discussion about what she does, I would definitely uh, recommend it. Yeah, I, I had great. a great yeah time speaking with her. Um, so Gomez, I asked about Princess. How did you tap into Gomez? Uh, any inspirations, influences? How did you decide to play her? Um, you know, Gomez is shaved head, side head with the three steps. That was my that was my own hairstyle. Okay. So, um, you know, when I auditioned I, for it, I had that. You know, I had first tape. You see me. It's like half shaved head three lines and so when I talked with the guys and when I was testing for the role I was like hey guys you know like I can totally like cover it by pulling my hair to the other side and you don't have to see the half shaved a half shaved head and they're like oh no 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 that's the character we we love it and I was like oh okay awesome um 
So for Gomez, there's a lot of me in it, you know? There's just, you know, the hairstyle is me. Um, the clothing was, you know, Frank Costumes worked with mm-hmm. me to create that. I, you know, like the baggy pants, the the Doc Martin boots, um, the thick Jaden Max's, Jaden Max's boots. Um, but no, it was a lot of me. It was a lot of me and, and the vibe that I was living off of during that time and and uh and i i wanted her you know the way they wrote her she's tough she's tough and i'm tough and you know you don't need to dig too deep to find that for me at least um but i also wanted to make her make her vulnerable at the same time because i'm not interested in playing a character that's like one thing you know and that is something that the guys are really good at is uh, putting heart into like all of, all of their characters, no matter how tough they are. There's always like that hint of heart, which is why I respect their writing so much because that's not easy to do. So I definitely wanted to add some vulnerability of my own life into that character, which was in their writing also. Yeah, I, it's all good writing all around, right? I mean, yeah, uh, Cobra Kai also has amazing writing, and yeah. I, I love all the episodes because it's just so meaty, uh, it obliterated, uh, I, I should say, but like, you know, like Joe and Luan's episode, episode six is just really great dialogue. Bob Dearden yeah. is just like the guy of dialogues, oh, right? Yeah. Uh, so, 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 so many good stuff. And I love that, you know, you, you being a writer yourself and, and kind of using your experience for that. It, it, it kind of just, that, yeah. yeah, exactly. I, I so, can, uh, I can appreciate that, you know, now, I can appreciate how hard it is to do. <laughs> oh no, Absolutely. Um, for Gomez, uh, was there any sort of like backlash, uh, from like the f- fans or audience members for like Gomez kind of like, uh, how she c- kind of intervenes like this, 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 this marriage, you know, cause like the, 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 the bride, like the whole Billy thing, nobody, nobody gave you a hard time about that. Like, okay. No, we weren't sure hey, about oh, it. People- I, I, no, I think it was the but, contrary. People wanted them to like keep hooking up, you know. Right. Yeah. No, not that I know. Oh, that's of. funny. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah, you know, like people, I think wanted them to like keep hooking up or something. I don't think. Not that I know of. I never that's got hilarious. a message that was like, "Oh, I that's sad." That you broke her. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, no. Yeah. Okay. I think I think if you were watching obliterate obliterated and you were into it, you were like. Anything goes, man. That. Yeah, Sarah, give me more Sarah and Angela. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you know, no, nobody, not that I know of. Maybe okay. I got to check my messages on Instagram or something, but. No, it's funny no. because um, <laughs> shout out to my, my co-host Watch Party. You know, he's got his own channel as well. And when we did our, I think it was our non-spoiler review, we, you know, whatever, it was either non-spoiler review or a season one recap. He had, he had. Uh, kind of tease he felt like there might be a character that um you know some of the audience members won't like and i didn't know he was going to talk about gomez and so when he did and he said for those reasons i go oh i didn't even think of it that way but that's interesting that he thought that way and i didn't even think about that i know I, I never i don't know if i was on the shipping of like sarah and and angela but i did feel <laughs> bad for billy <laughs> Oh no, I felt bad for Billy too, man. Like especially the finale. No, I, I of course I felt super bad for Billy, and um, but uh, but no, I don't think I ever got any messages. I don't <laughs> think that that was. 
yeah, on yeah, anybody's even... mind, really. Right. Like, you know, and I don't think that Gomez meant to like necessarily like break the relationship. She wanted to hook up, definitely, but she didn't mean to like break the marriage. She was just like, dude, we just made out, and like, you know, I touched her a little bit, but it's a it little wasn't bit. like it wasn't like anything major. Um, right. So yeah, I don't think I got any anybody getting mad about that. All right. So, yeah, I was just kind of curious because I it, it was a interesting comment uh, observation that he made. I go, oh, I mean, I guess in the real world, I'd probably be upset about it. But yeah, I was oh, just yeah. like everybody else. I was along for the ride. I was like, that's cool. Okay. It's Vegas, whatever it happens, yeah, you know, yeah, it yeah. stays in Vegas, as um, they say. And you said you said that, that was the season one recap before it came out, or yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's whatever episode we dropped the day the show came out because we got we got to see uh, advanced screening. You know, right, and, you got the advanced screening. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. And so he he wanted to say, oh, there might be a character that people might not like because of these reasons. I go, oh, interesting. Okay, you know. So uh, in my mind, I was thinking, that, well, if I get a chance to speak with her, I'll ask her. You know. So here we are. Yeah, not that I know of. Maybe who knows? Everybody now, has their own thing, you know. Oh, absolutely. Um. Now, did your time on The Walking Dead, did you think that experience uh, kind of helped you with Obliterated? Or was there anything that you fa- found like uh, maybe physically challenging? Oh, uh, no, no. It definitely, it definitely, my time in on Walking Dead definitely helped me with Obliterated because The Walking Dead is an action show, um, horror action show. Um, so there was always movement and action sequences to do and zombie killing things to do. Um, and before that, you know, I've done, I was on lethal weapon, which I, I played a detective. So, but definitely the time on walking that only helped me get, you know, even more ready for obliterated and all the stunts and all that stuff that we did. Um, yeah, no, it helped all that action help and the experience on set, of course, and, um, the camaraderie, and the uh, work ethic um, definitely was all helpful to bring into Obliterated. Uh, I saw a picture of your hair uh, on Lethal Weapon. Oh, my hair. That was my own hair, too. Yeah. Boy. So you, you have different hairstyles. I, I love how it's all oh, very yeah. unique, too. Oh, yeah. It was like poofy <laughs> here and like to the side and shaved. But now I'm like, now I'm like growing it out. Now it's like very different you know is that is that switching. like uh is that your the, the bottom of the hair sticking upwards oh, uh, oh okay it's like the hair is down but you know it's a mess uh right oh, now looks, so i just keep it up fine stop thank you yeah. um but no but i'm growing the shave side out you know it's almost it's almost there it's almost. um i just want to talk uh talk with you about a, a few of gomez's sequences um i don't know if there's anything uh do you have anything worth sharing from like the party sequence in the the first episode? You know, like uh, maybe with like with, with uh, McKnight and Trunk and the dildo, like anything like that. Um, that was just fun. I hope this fits. We, I know, I know, it's ridiculous, <laughs> absolutely, ridi- absolutely ridiculous, man. Um, no, we had rehearsed uh, the first time we got to Albuquerque that day. We rehearsed a little bit of um of those scenes. And because that that took us, I think, like four or five days or more to film those that party scene because of the large scope of it, you know, um, and the different rooms and different areas. And we follow Paul and we follow this character and we follow the other one, and we follow Kimmy. And um, yeah, 
Is there anything specifically about that? There, let me ask you this one. Um, there's a sequence when you're holding the dildo, and I believe it's right when you uh, go and see Sarah, and she points uh-huh. with yeah. it. Was that was that direction, or is that something you did? No, that was me. Yeah. I believe that That's, was me. Yeah, I, it was following me. I remember seeing that, and I shared it on on Instagram. I go, I love how she's pointing with it, you know, because it's so funny. Like, and then it just goes like, bling, bling. It's like, bling. Yeah. It's like Alpha Sierra, Sierra. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just. I mean, we had such a blast. You know, filming this, it was like being in a playground, like an adult playground. It's Vegas, you know, it's it's the guys and it's all of us. We all got along super well. So it was just awesome. It's just awesome. What do you, can you share about the, uh, the kind of, the, not, not a compound, but um, the sequence where, you know, the team is going to rescue Trunk and, and, and Lana and stuff. And then like, there's that whole, like the the, uh, the the fitness mirror, that sequence for Gomez. Can you talk about that? Um, uh, anything we're sharing yeah. there? I mean, that's where I broke my foot, but. <laughs> um, but uh, what else can I share from that? Uh, you know, stunt life, that's stunt life. Um, that sequence, I mean, that sequence was awesome. When I read that, I was like, oh, this is sick because, like, the the whole mirror thing or, like, the Peloton or whatever company you want to compare it to. Not Peloton, whatever, Tonal, whatever thing sure. that speaks <laughs> to you and makes you work out. Um, that whole sequence was awesome. It was a – we shot it in a very small space in the studio. So it was a little hard to film because of the all the equipment and all the physicality in that scene. But – uh I'm trying to think. What was the question? Was there anything specific from that? Yeah, just, yeah, just anything. I, I was kind of going through like some of like uh, Gomez's like bigger sequences when when you know she has her moments and stuff. Uh, okay, wh- what about the zip lining? Oh, that was awesome. Colors. That was awesome. <laughs> Color yeah, talk. that was awesome. We we filmed that. Uh, I think it was like two in the morning or something. So it was cold up there. Cold for a Puerto Rican. Cold for a Puerto Rican. Um, and you know. It was crazy because we we practiced once with the camera and me on the other one. So the cameraman was in one and I'm in the other one. And what kept happening is like he weighed more so he would go faster down, you know. So then he can't see me and I'm back here so he can't film me. So then we had to figure out how to distribute um, – oh, not distribute – no, we had to, well, you couldn't, you couldn't because he had to have the camera and it had to be the cameraman. So you can't right. change his weight in any way. I mean, you could have added more stuff on me, but then that would have shown. What we did is like, I would go down first. We had to time it perfectly to throw me down first. Oh, what was that? <laughs> I think you're doing like, uh, like there's certain hand gestures that will I make you. I don't play your... this game. I yeah. don't like this stuff. You know, you know what's funny is uh, Lana or not Lana, I'm sorry, uh, Allison, she was doing something and uh, her camera thought she was giving me a thumbs up, so a thumbs up popped up on the screen. Let's see. Is it popping? See, yep. there it is. I don't <laughs> play the game, but that was weird, that one. <laughs> yeah, that was. That. I was all like, what's, what's going on? Someone turn off the lights? <laughs> yeah, that was very strange. I, I, um, I thought we were getting real dramatic here, Paula. <laughs> I know, and it was like, bah! But, um, so finally we figured out that to throw me first down, 
um, and then wait X amount of seconds. But we did it like 10 times. We had to oh, do wow. it like 10 times to, to finally you- get it. And it was cold. We ended up like finishing like 4.30 a.m. But it was, I mean, it's a dream come true. Like you cannot complain. Like it's, it's awesome. Yeah. You, you weren't, you're not scared of heights. Yeah. So. I mean, um, no, not really. I mean, I don't love it. You know, it's not right. I mean, I, I like the zip line thing. Um, yeah, no, I wasn't, I wasn't super scared. It's scary at first, but we went and practiced. I think the day before during the afternoon, I did it once. Might've done it twice. Um, and I had done zip lining before in Georgia in the Blue Ridge Mountains. So I don't know. No complaints. It was awesome. <laughs> I, I did it in Mexico, through. platform to platform, and just uh, I forgot how Wild. far it was. Down. Scary, you know. Scary. I was, yep. I, w- I wasn't prepared, but um, I don't know if I'd do it again. Maybe, who, who knows? It depends. <laughs> you will. Um, you probably will. Maybe. Uh, as as we uh, get ready to wrap up, um, uh, can can you talk about the the final sequence with well, not the final sequence, but, but Billy, right? Like uh, uh, Gomez <laughs> and Billy up on the rooftop. Uh, just, just kind of sharing that because we haven't seen Barrett. Like we've only seen him in a picture, right? And then uh, Barrett right. who plays uh, Billy, boom, shows up on the roof, and you're not expecting it to be him because because right. at this point we kind of forgot about that whole dynamic. Right, right. Oh man, we had Barrett and I had so much fun filming that. It was, it was hilarious. Like he's he's so fun to work with. Um, and, and just that whole sequence is is just hilarious because it goes from like being like ridiculous to being like ridiculous but like serious. Like, dude, I need you to do this. I need you to hold up your watch. And he's like, oh, what? what am I doing? And I'm like, chill the fuck out. You know, like basically, like it was just. And he's so good in that role. Like, um, we really had a blast. We really had a blast, and there was a lot of physicality and. Um, He's really good at that stuff too. Uh, it, it was just awesome, man. It was just awesome, and he's just so funny. He's like, ah, ah, and like with the hand, like, yeah. oh man, he's great. I, I thought that was kind of well uh, crafted in terms of yeah. like the intricacy of like the watch and and all that. I thought that was really good. Um, I, uh, I, what. what I don't know if you're able to share any kind of projects, but uh, what 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 is in your future? Or do you do you ever want to write a feature? Because uh, I know you wrote a pilot for a television show before. But oh like, yeah. What, um, what what kind of what other writing can we expect from you in the future? Well, right now I'm I'm pitching a TV show. I don't know if I can talk about what it's about. I don't think I can. I don't know. I don't think I can. But, yeah. um, but I'm working on a pitch right now um, and I'm going to be pitching in the next couple months. Uh, and I also have another TV show that I've been working on um, writing wise. And the pitch is obviously writing wise and create creator wise, creation wise, creating wise. I don't know what I'm saying. You're, but, uh, you're better than me. I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> no, you're, you're pretty good at it. Um, I'm working on that. I'm working on some music and one of my plays, the one I was telling you about that I was doing in Washington when I got the audition for Obliterated, that is being transformed into a film. Okay. So we're working on that and yeah, we have, we have a a bunch of stuff going on, a bunch of stuff and working on that um, music too, that I have to like release at some point, but I'm, 
I'm like, ah. So I've never music, done music before. So music, the you've done stage, playwright, oh, yeah. writing, acting. What what, right. what do you, do you have a preference? Because they're all very different uh, avenues there. Um. Because obviously, know. like if you're performing live, you don't you don't get to you know uh, you know do I other mean, takes, right? You got to do it. Yeah, right there's there. nothing. I'm sorry. There's nothing harder than 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 performing live, performing a play like that. You know, like no, no, you cannot tell me that doing a movie or a TV show is harder. Sorry. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I, I, sorry. I say, try remembering. Try remembering 120 pages eight times a week. On stage, maybe twice on on Saturday or something. Yep. Yeah, twice on Sundays, twice on Saturdays, twice on Wednesdays. Sometimes nothing harder than that. Um, nope. Uh, what do I like the most? I really like doing movies and TV. It's there's some something so freeing. I I do miss theater. It's just like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of work, a lot of work. A lot of work, but I I do love it, and I do you know have a uh, a huge space in my heart for theater. You know, that's there's nothing like theater. There's nothing like seeing something live like that. Nothing compares to it. I don't know what I like more. I don't know. I gotta think about that one, theater. <laughs> This has been a production of the Companion Network.